welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we are talking about the final instalment of Sarah J. Maas's <laughs> Throne of Glass series, Kingdom of Ash. Yeah, overwhelming book. The absolute final conclusion. Uh, whenever Kenzie's ready, she will read the blurb and we will get stuck into it. The final battle is here. Aelin has risked everything to save her people, but at a tremendous cost. Locked in an iron coffin by the Queen of the Fae, Aelin must use all her fiery will to endure the torture inflicted upon her. If she yields to Maeve, she will doom everyone she loves, but her resolve is beginning to unravel. With Aelin imprisoned, her friends must go on without her. Some bonds will deepen while others will be severed forever. But as destinies weave together at last, all must unite as Aelin fights to save herself and the promise of a better world. Good stuff. I never know what to say after reading the blurb. <laughs> but no, nah, it's good to yeah, get it, feel a bit re-immersed. And I know it's a hard thing to do first up, but thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie. As best as you can before we get stuck in. Thoughts, feelings, emotions of this one. I think for me it was, I don't know, a satisfying end, but the way it ended, there was a lot of build-up just for, like, I guess one character to be quite OP and one, like, insignificant character, I guess, to make the final blow. And I just feel like Aelin had already given up a lot, like, of kills and stuff, and I think she deserved that one in the end. So I liked it. It was good. It was very good. It was a great series. It was a great book to end the series on. But I will be disappointed in the end. Nah, I agree. Uh, I, it was a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I feel like it was also a bit too big of a book. Like there was still a, too much going on. That I, yeah. But also me being me, like I get a bit confused pretty easily while reading. But I also agree with you, yeah, like, the build-up is, like, Aelin is gonna, you know, be the one to kill these people. But I'm also kind of torn, because I'm kind of glad that, like, a lot of people were involved in the final killing, which was, you know, just symbolises the teamwork, which is great. But, yeah, when it comes to a significant character, or insignificant character, almost, yeah, to deal the final blow, it I was just a bit lacklustre, because it's like, well... It was, it's really been, like, Aelin's and Dorian's and everyone else's uh, greatest enemy from the get-go. But it kind of, yeah, felt like it got taken away from them. Even though Dorian technically yeah. got the assist <laughs> in the end. Yeah. But yeah, roller coaster of emotions. Oh, I wept a, f- at a, f- a few times. Yeah, yeah. It, it's good how it... Happy Ever After towards the end. And I've just been thinking mm. about it now. I'm like... Yeah, the stakes have been high and there hasn't been, like, a lot of significant main character deaths. And I've just been thinking about it to myself. Like, these books were made in, what, 2016, 15, 16, 17-ish? Yeah. And we're currently in, like, a post-Game kind of of Thrones era where, like, yeah, main characters get killed off for no reason all the time. So that's probably, we feel, wired to expect that. And so, um, but I'm... On the other, by the same token, I'm kind of glad that everyone kind of, well, I guess not really spoil it, but everyone kind of lives, you know, their little happily ever after. But yeah, satisfying yeah. conclusion, I would agree. But yeah, how the big bads were killed, yeah, should have been really more Aelin. Yeah. And also I feel like that the battle was, like, so dragged on. Yeah, there was that moment where, like, you know, the main character and the big bad, you know, they talk and they stall. 
for so long yeah. for an unnecessarily amount of time. I was just like, really, you'd be killing Aelin right now. <laughs> like, get to the point. Yeah, yeah. like, she's has no powers at that point. <laughs> yeah, and she's just talking out of her ass. To be yeah. fair, Maeve, Maeve was, you know, trying to backstab Erwin, and she, Aelin did have a point, but, like, yeah, just the yeah. stalling and... Anyway, we'll get to all that. We are going to kick this off with a more tragic t- sort of talking point. I'm going to get Aelin's torture out of the way. <laughs> yeah. The poor girl was locked away for like two months and three days, I think. Locked in a box with iron masks. Iron coffin, yeah. Iron coffin. It is the absolute, like, yeah, ultimate prison for a fae. And it was just so sad and heartbreaking and the torture, like all the whipping and the scars and like they would just heal her. And the fact that she gets Mm. new skin. Yeah. And then so she couldn't like differentiate between what was real and what wasn't real. Yeah. And like the hallucinating dreams and it, it really did give me the whole Hunger Games real or not real vibes. Oh yeah. There was a point where I had to reread because I was like, hold up, Rowan's not with her. Yeah. Like, I was confused. I was like, wait, have I missed something? Like, is he there? Like, Yeah, some of the chapters kind of started with the hallucinations. And, yeah, I got a little bit confused as well until, yeah, you're yeah, But on. I guess that put us in that, like, same mind space as her. Yeah, messed us up. <laughs> Sarah yeah. J. Mass, that's a messed up thing to do. How dare you do this to <laughs> us? <laughs> Making us all confused. But obviously, throughout Aelin's torture and stuff, and she's digging deep, a famous quote from the book uh, said by Aelin's mother, you do not yield, you know, resonates yeah, through Aelin throughout the entirety of the book. And words can't describe, like, how heartbreaking it is, but that, like, motivation kept her going because she yet could not use yeah. magic at all. And within that little outburst, she was able to, like, send, like, a surge of power through the mating bond, which pretty much alerted her location to Rowan, which was clutch. Yeah. Very clutch. <laughs> And but also Aelin is kind of not alone. She has Fenris there, and they develop, and their friendship kind of develops there. Bit of like un- unfortunate like trauma, trauma bonding as well. Yes. And, and poor Fenris, he is like ordered to not do anything, and he's in his wolf form for most of the time. So I don't think even if he tried, he couldn't really do anything at that point. No. And of course, Fenris watching Aelin be tortured in itself almost. His torture for him. Yeah, and obviously his brother kills himself as part of that type of torture as well, which I didn't really care for Connell. Like, I think he was mentioned, like, less than a handful of times by Fenris. Mm. So, like, I didn't really give much of a connection to him, but it means a lot to Fenris. So that really sucked. So while Aelin's, yeah, being tortured, Rowan is out finding her, and Aiden... <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Aiden. Aiden. <laughs> Adian, Lysandra, and a bunch of others are off, like, trying to fight, keep the army's morale high with Lysandra playing Aelin, which is... Yes. I'm surprised they actually last that long. They lasted two months. And then while that's kind of happening as well, we see early on that Kale is returning to Aurelia with his new yes. wifey and Nezrin. Uh, how do you pronounce his wife's name? Irene. Irene. Cause I imagined it as like Yone or something like that. Yeah, Yone. <laughs> I was like, it's. Uh, I just said Irene because it was easier. I think I saw it somewhere that it was Irene. Like, okay, oh, very good. Yeah, but 
but yeah, and we also learn that uh, Irene is pregnant, which gives us a bit of like danger implications. When is she going to tell Kale? If she's going to tell Kale, but yeah, and she is a healer. Yeah, from that place, which I'm scared to pronounce. Um, the southern continent, the saw, the tour says May. And then, yeah, simultaneously, while Kale is returning to Aurelia, sailing to Aurelia, Dorian and Manon in the 13 are trying to unite the witch clans and find the missing Kroken clans that have been rumoured to have just dispersed. So a lot going on, a lot of different point of views, easily overwhelmed. <laughs> um, oof, so what do we want to talk about first? You know what, let's just cut to the chase. Let's just talk about, like, <laughs> the the Rowellan, Rowellan... Our reunion because you know yeah. let's just get rid of the heartbreak almost altogether and plus cool shit happens when they're reunited it's great so obviously Maeve catches wind of like a word collar possibly in commission and obviously she wants to use that to kind of force Aelin to uh, swear a blood oath and that's been her plan this entire time because Aelin is freaking powerful <laughs> when she's out of the box and we learn later on that that was like Rowan's plan like Rowan planted the seed of that plan, plant him with the help of Elid and Lorcan and all that, they planted the seed of that rumour. And then obviously Aelin was freaking terrified and like that also broke my heart because it was a good plan, but at the expense of what more psychological trauma for Aelin. It just it was a good plan, but it did hurt her and that was heartbreaking. Also, if we uh, do we skip to the chase and reveal about Maeve? Yeah, let's just go for it. So, yeah, it's revealed that Maeve is Valg, and basically she, like, planted this story about how she was, like, the other sister to the other... The Valg princes and all that. No, 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 how she, like, Mab and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the other... No, they're not gods. Oh, yeah, they are gods. Yeah, so she planted that story that she was another god. She's not... Um, But anyway, so I, like, surely she would be able to make word keys and word... Or at least word... Not word keys, word collars and word rings if she's Valg. I feel like she would need one to in order to do that. Oh, because I was like... Like, that's a good plan by Rowan, but, like, what's to stop her just making it herself with her Valgy powers? Because she never had a wordstone to do it, I don't think. I, oh, fe- I feel like, in, in, yeah, I feel like it's never truly explained the intricate details of how, like, a word collar or a word ring had been made. But yeah, I feel like because the word stone was in Keltane pretty much since day dot, like, they just somehow used it to, um, yeah, imbue. Yeah, because I was going to say, Erwin never had one, but he did. He had Keltane. Yeah, so they, they probably did it from that. So she probably, yeah couldn't make it like that but also I realized that like I should have kind of figured it out earlier that Maeve was Valg because in one of Aelin's um torturous hallucinations slash dreams Maeve was like it was the set was like her like Aelin 20 years old and Rowan's by her side and you know everyone's gathered around like a campfire story and then Maeve is telling her about the story about how she ran away from the Valg princes into a new world to be hidden from them and then I was thinking, this story is far too specific, and I didn't click that it could have been connected, that she was, yeah, the, the runaway Valg princess. So I was disappointed in myself. Yeah, ultimately, Maeve, Maeve being Valg is an epic plot twist. Okay, there was also a moment when, um, again, during like one of the hallucinations or whatever, where Aelin threw a bit of glass at Maeve and it cut her cheek, and Aelin swore for a second it was black blood. Yeah, I thought it was another part of the hallucination. Like, I didn't. It no, didn't that's click. when I'm being new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't click. But, like, and with the whole 
how she planted the story of how she's like a queen. How did that fly with the other gods? Is she just that powerful that like her magic overrides the other gods' senses? And if she's that powerful, why does she need Aelin? Yeah. Later on, she she reveals like her motivations that she wants to like keep this world like beautiful and safe. But like we don't get the vibe that that's true. Yeah, like it's so weird how she was able to, and even in Dornell, Dornell, where they. She pretty much, yeah, mind sweeps the entire territory that she's, like, the sole queen when there's literally, like, Prince Rowan and his family true leadership there. Like, how did no one... Uh, it's kind of weird how no one suspected anything, but, yeah, she just mm-hmm. has that powerful magic. Yeah, huge discrepancy between, yeah, two the two powerful magics, I guess. Maybe she just knows due to, like, the prophecy, like, it was inevitable that Aelin was gonna, you know, have to do this whole mission at some point, and she probably just feels threatened. But, like, if she didn't want to be seen as an enemy, she should have actually helped Aelin from the get-go. I don't understand her, yeah, like, evil motivations. But, yes, the ultimate reunion, (laughs) Aelin's take-it-off breakdown, like, broke my heart. (laughs) I I wept so much during that. I don't care that Lorcan found her first, that doesn't absolve him of what he did, all right? <laughs> but obviously, during Aelin's escape, Fenris breaks his blood oath, which is yeah. un- which is absolutely unheard of. Yeah, I believe if you yeah break your blood well, oath... Well, it's causing him to die. Um, And that's, I guess, that's the command of, like, the blood oath that Maeve holds, because, yeah, she has her servants as more of a, yeah, command as opposed to a suggestion. So I think... Aelin manages to take her mask off after the whole take it off breakdown. <laughs> Makes me cry every yeah. time. And this is where like word marks actually come back into play. Yay. Yeah, for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still kind of severely disappointed that that the, the portals and everything I thought were gonna be way more significant, but yeah, Rowan and when Rowan says show me Fireheart or something like that. Yeah. So he's so gentle, the poor boy, he gets his wife back and she's absolutely losing her mind. But also, um, when Aelin gives Fenris her blood oath and just tells him to live. Yeah, live. Just that one command that she will ever give him as a blood oath kind of charge. Yeah. And he does, which is great. Be it, take it off, live. So many quotable, like, little moments. And I think at this point we're, like, almost 300, 250 pages in, which isn't a lot of time considering this is, like, a 900-page book. Yeah. But yes, Fenris is Blood Oath. That is a huge, significant moment. <laughs> I feel like she's collecting the cadre, like Pokemon. <laughs> I'll get Rowan and Fenris. And obviously later on, Lorcan is given the Blood yeah, Oath. But she didn't even want a cadre, really. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, this is where like Rowan also finds out that Aelin has new skin, which means that yeah. all her Endovia scars are gone, her Baba Yellow Legs scar is gone, the mating gone. bond is gone, her tattoos mm-hmm. are gone. Like, she is fresh. I think that's quite symbolic as well, because it almost takes away everything she'd endured to get to this point. Yeah. And her, like, scars for, like, Nehemia, like, her promise to Nehemia. Yeah, that's gone. It's crazy, because obviously, yeah, as part of the torture, because then she just looks at her skin and is like, wow, is Maeve actually torturing me? Like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, it wasn't all real. And so, but I guess there is a kind of lovely moment where Rowan does, like, give her new tattoos and they... He bites her again. <laughs> yeah, he gets the mating mark again. And she bites him as well, and it's cute and it's fun. Do you think it could have been almost, I don't want to say a sign of good faith, because it's not. 
Like, I understand that, you know, Aelin is quite, she's not super proud, but I suppose she's a bit sensitive to it, like, her whipping scars in particular, but, like, yeah. if Maeve ever tried to pull her, all right, let's be allies, actually, she could be like, well, I gave you fresh skin, you know, kind of erased any sort of trauma. But I don't, Aelin never wanted to erase the trauma. Yeah, yeah, I know, that's fair. But yeah, I just feel like if, if Maeve ever went that route, she could, probably could have used that as a bargaining yeah. tool, but as if, like, an I saved your life type of vibe, but obviously not. But yes, and obviously our torturous asshole Khan, Kern, uh, dies, which is great. We assume that Rowan tortures him. And kills him, yep, as he should yeah. be the king himself. But yes, the reunion is great. Poor Aelin. Aelin seems to have kind of lost a bit of her power, though. I forget. Like, because she's significantly weak in terms of power now as well. Or is it just because of the yeah. trauma sh- and because she's been kind of locked? Yeah, just the trauma and because she hasn't been able to, like, dive into it. Yeah, they have to, like, siphon some of it off. Yeah. Every now and then so that they don't um, burn out. And I think it was revealed, like, through her time in the Iron Coffin that she was tunnelling deeper and deeper. It was almost like a training exercise as well for her. She was tunnelling yeah. deeper and deeper in order to become explosive when she needs to be, which is quite sad that it has to... Yeah, because she could, she, when her mum would talk to her, she would dint, like, the inside of the coffin. And she, like, yeah, almost, yeah, she almost busted out just to kind of release some of that power. Yeah, but for now, Aelin, she's very... Uh, kind of quiet and she doesn't want to talk doesn't want to use her power which is fair enough and then the little folk find them and lead them to a cave (laughs) to sack for the gold and it has like wraiths or something like that and they have a little battle there and i think at that point uh lorcan is kind of given an ultimatum ultimatum uh take the blood oath in order to kind of be with a lead and to help them and yeah. all that type of stuff, or to be, like, barred from the territory and never to step foot in Terrison again. And, of course, Lorcan takes the Blood Oath, which is another yeah. little cool Blood Oath twist. But he doesn't deserve it! He doesn't deserve it, hell no. All of his, all of his motivation is because he wants Elite's forgiveness. I'm convinced of that. Can't change my mind. He still doesn't respect Aelin. There's the end of that. <laughs> Lorcan, I don't care Yeah, what else he does at the end. At the end of Empire of Storms, I literally said to myself, or I even said to you, I don't care if Lorcan takes the blood oath in, like, the next book. Like, he doesn't deserve it and all that type of stuff. So yeah. Kind of happy that I kind of predicted something there. But every all of his motivations is just for Elite's forgiveness and her love. So I don't really care about him. But yes, she's collecting the cadre like Pokemon. <laughs> you get the blood oath. You get the blood oath. And it is said that, um, yeah, she wants Adian to have the blood oath before Gavriel. So, yeah. So she's holding off on giving it to Gabriel. She has developed her court, which is fantastic. But I feel like also she doesn't have much of a relationship with like even Lorcan and like Gabriel. Yeah, I think it's more courtesy. Yeah, I think it's more courtesy at this point that's like, well, you're a part of my court. I guess I'll give you this because traditionally only one gets the blood oath. Yeah, in Terrison. Yeah, and that's why Adian was so angry that Rowan got it. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if it's because, you know, they are kind of Rowan's friends <laughs> as well. Although yeah. they are very powerful warriors in their own right, but it just seems like she yeah. doesn't have a, a, as much of a personal relationship with any of them, except yeah. for Fenris now. But I suppose kind of with Gavriel through Adian, but like, you know, we don't even know if they've never had a chance to have like a father-son relationship because yet yeah, Gavriel dies. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. No one really cared about, almost. No. And it was almost like, like... 
if you're gonna kill off a main character, kill off a meaningful main character. Like Adian. Adian, or even like cheekily Manon, even though I never want that to happen, but like yeah. she could have died. Yeah, it's like Gabriel was very much a side character throughout this whole thing. Yeah. And it's just like his connection, like, oh, he's Adian's father, and like, oh, they're never gonna like be able to have that connection. And just when Adian forgives him for everything, like, and wants to be his son, like, he dies. And it's like, oh, well, like, for most of it, Adian didn't really want anything to do with him. They didn't have the opportunity to develop that father-son relationship, and yeah, through Empire of Storms and that, yeah, Adian didn't want to accept or even acknowledge that he's his father. Yeah. It's not much of a loss, because they didn't know each other, and I don't, do you think they would have had, like, a strong father-son relationship-ish, maybe? No. In this book especially, Adian feels, seems to come off as quite immature with the way he's treating Lysandra, so I feel like he would definitely hold a a huge grudge still with Gabriel. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of Adian, Adian's behaviour towards Lysandra, that is a big no-no. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh, I know. Because he's still whiny and pissy about not being told any sort of plan under the sun, which I feel like the less people know, the better. Yeah, and it's like, and it's not even so much at this point, sorry, about him being pissed that he's not hearing about plans. He's like pissed at Lysandra yeah, only. for not telling him. And it's like, she was following orders as if you wouldn't follow direct orders from your queen. Exactly. Like, if she told you something and told you not to tell anyone, you wouldn't tell anyone. And yeah, he just comes off as really immature in this moment. And yeah, he's only pissed at Lysandra, but he's not... You can't really say he's not in the loop, because he was also at the, like, kind of the wedding, which he witnessed it and we didn't, like... Yeah. But yeah, like, he doesn't need to be consulted on everything, because he hasn't taken the blood oath yet. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, ultimately he throws Lysandra out into the snow when they have an argument, and that is oh, a dickhead move. Never gonna forgive him. I don't care if Lysandra Disgusting. forgave him, but like that is terrible. People want to yeah. say Kale is is a bit is bad and annoying. Well, at least he didn't throw any naked woman out in the snow. Exactly in front of an army. So in my yeah, exactly in my eyes, um, it, the bottom of the pile is Lorcan, then Adian, then Kale. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Kale is is in my bottom three, but like he's not the bottom. And like, how humiliating would that be? Like, poor Sandra, she doesn't deserve that. Like, she's been a uh, a courtesan for her whole life, and now he's just treating her like trash. And like, yeah, and she's just been doing her best. Like, the whole plan for her to yeah play Aelin is to keep the morale up, and obviously that begins to fall apart when people realize Aelin is not using her powers. How sus. Yeah. And then obviously they get caught, and then, like, in turn, I think it was because Adian also lost his general title from the Bane that he also got extra pissy yeah. at Lysandra, which is quite selfish. I mean, she she did what she had to do, what anyone would have had to do. He just seems so ungrateful. Already switching over to perhaps the witches, what the witches are up to. Uh, yeah, they're trying to reunite the Kroken, which is even... Oh, it- Again, like, I just didn't have... Yeah, I don't care about them. They ho- they held no gravitas to me. Just, I just wanted the main plot, and it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with the witches. They're going to come together. Oh, Yeah, very easy, but it's <laughs> so much witch politics and witch history. It's like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and it's like, I know that they're going to come together. You know what I would have liked out of the witch story? I would have liked a standalone, like, separate book. Ooh, that would have been pretty nice, yeah. That, like, explained, like, the history and the politics and stuff. Yeah. Because I still don't know the difference between why the Kroken witches are much more, like, 
why everyone wants to kill them <laughs> as opposed to yeah, the yellow legs and the blue buds blue bloods blue, yeah blue buds, uh, <laughs> blue buds yeah <laughs> yeah a separate novella would have been fantastic i reckon that's a book I'm, that's a word i'm looking for a novella but yeah because they and then all these other like witch names and like i think glennis was one <laughs> she's like a main matriarch or whatever of the crokens that they eventually find and it's like i don't care about your wisdom or your history <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> fuck off i'm really reading this because dorian yeah Speaking of Dorian, he is learning to shapeshift, which is really cool, which yeah. is something that I didn't know that he could really do with his magic. But I guess with raw magic I and just, the right teaching, yeah, you could learn anything. he just has all the magic, I guess. But I love throughout this whole book that he gets an opportunity to kind of shine with his magic because yeah. he's been so held back. You know what I would have liked instead of Tower of Dawn? What? They could have done the Dorian Manon in The Witches. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That way we can also learn the whole history because I'm sure Manon would have happily taught Dorian the history and then we, as well as Dorian, could learn together. It would have been great. Yeah. But nah, obviously a bit too little too late. Unless Sarah Demas, if you're not busy writing, you know, the next Akatar in Crescent City, if you just want to <laughs> pop that. But yes, Dorian learning to shapeshift. It was really funny when he um, shapeshifted into, like, a woman. <laughs> and just his, it was because obviously he's, you know, he just had a bit of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> obviously Manon realized it was him too easily and their relationship is blooming like they get it on a couple of times as well I think throughout this book so their relationship is holding strong obviously they have their arguments because like Manon figures out that Dorian wants to go to to Marath and get the final word key word stone whatever but, I mean they're the same yeah <laughs> let's talk, let's just talk about his plan like I because learning to shapeshift was a bit out of left field I didn't think he was going to do anything with it and then, yeah. and then until he started thinking to himself and planning more what he wants to do in Marath, I'm like, oh no, that what a stupid plan. And then, yeah, he's like, I am going to sacrifice my love. It's quite noble because, yeah, yeah he wants to save his friend and he wants yeah. to just save his people. How would you have felt if Dorian was the one to, like, actually do it? Like, say he took everything and in secret he just did it. Uh, it would have been emotional, but I guess, like, yeah, she's was kind of riding him out of it anyway with, like, putting him with Manon and stuff and, like, making his journey, like, a side quest. Mm. So I would have been, like, that's a noble, like, that's a good ending for Dorian. He's come a long way yeah. from the young, immature castle boy flirting with all the, all the ladies of the court to, like, a hero. Yeah. He almost finishes his well, his possessed father's work. That would have been a pretty cool, like, circle moment. Yeah, I guess he helps in the end to do it. While he's in Marath, yeah, he uses his shape, newfound shape-shifting abilities and he manages to, like, get information. Maeve's there. He encounters Erwin dressed in, in disguise as Vernon, which mm. I want to circle around that real quick. Maeve was able to suss him out quite easily. Why didn't Erwin? Because I think Maeve is meant to be, like, here of power. But again, okay. if she's so powerful, why does she, like, why can't she just take over Aurelia herself? Yeah. Like, what's the end goal? I mean, yeah, like, she claims she wants peace and to keep this world safe and she wants to banish Erwin, but, like, she's done nothing to give us a hint that she's a good guy. Yeah. Or she's on the good side. She's always been combative and power-hungry. Again, maybe because she knew this kind of, uh, destiny was inevitable so maybe she just feared she was going to get locked away as well but like still you maybe. you would then offer actual assistance yeah it's like i will help you but please leave me out of it you know yeah 
but maybe she's been too far gone impersonating a god, pretty much my messing around with the whole territory. Yeah, in a way that's kind of evil. I th- I think she's evil. She's been set out to be bad from the get go, and I'm so glad that she died. So, yeah, good riddance. <laughs> I'm glad though that sorry in this series, like I guess until the end, but like Maeve and oh no, Maeve like comes into it in like Air of Fire. But, like, Maeve and Arrow and other big bad the whole way through. And there's a lot of tussles, like, little battles yeah, between Yeah, instead them. of, like, every book, there's a different big bad. Yeah, it's consistent. And yet, and look, there's always the fear, oh, yeah, Marath's growing, you know, he's creating creatures, blah, blah, blah. It's always, it adds an, a layer of relevancy and an extra, yeah. like, almost higher stake And in it the makes game. sense for, like, yeah, like, over... 10 years or whatever like this has been building whereas in the space of six months you've had three different people try and take over yeah a la Akatar <laughs> well I wasn't gonna say it <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> I'll say it I'll, I'll cop the heat I don't care <laughs> but yeah I was really worried for Dorian because I wasn't expecting Maeve to work with him yeah but then I was like Dorian like double crossed her yeah I fully believe that he had turned he's like nah he's seen an easy way out like yeah I was like, oh no. Sneaky boy. I forget what he does, but like it was very clever and tricky and stupid of him, but he managed to do it. And I thought he was going to get caught with talking to Erwin as Vernon. Like I thought he was for sure yeah. gone because he was asking too many questions. <laughs> and I feel like Vernon yeah. as a character would not have asked so many questions in the way that Dorian did. Yeah, exactly. And then Erwin questioned him on it as well. He's like, didn't he say like, oh, you're asking... Yeah. Lots of questions or something. And maybe yeah. it's because... And then I think he replied, like, oh, I've been a loyal servant. I feel like I need to know more type of thing. Yeah. And imagine yeah. the timing. Or like, imagine if Erwin was talking to Vernon, like, five seconds, like, yeah. before, like, such a moronic so decision. So risky. Yeah, that's the word <laughs> I've been looking for. Dorian, don't ever do that again. Risky business. But it's good that he's able to get some sort of... It's not quite revenge, but he's able to, like, assist and be able to yeah. be involved in the actual drama because yeah he seems to have been like a step behind because he can't really control his magic yet which now he's in pretty good control so alrighty the things that confused me the most in this entire book was this whole forging the lock nonsense oh my god (laughs) don't know what happened (laughs) almost I'm so confused like I'm me I don't know (laughs) (laughs) like it was insignificant in the end Aelin gave up her powers for nothing Alright, so let's just set the scene. It's with Aelin. I know we're, we're skipping talking about like the battles and stuff, but like this is the important stuff. I think it was Aelin and Dorian, they managed to, together, try and uh, link their powers and to forge this lock, but they were struggling together. I forget why. And like in the midst of, midst of all this, I don't know if they had like a vision or if they're just kind of like summoned somewhere while they were doing it, but then Dorian's father appears. Like that was a plot twist. In yeah. Itself. And like nameless is my and price. Is this, is this when we find out? Yeah, he has yeah. a name. <laughs> yeah. What, what's his name, Claire? He's Dorian. His name was Dorian. It's like, the one moment I had clarity, I named my son, my name, Dorian. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so dramatic, and for what? <laughs> you And you did this for what? Yeah. And yeah, and it turns out he had Marla's bloodline as well, so he was also relatively compatible to do it. Also, yeah. nameless is my price because you literally forgot his name. Like, what a way to yeah. kind of tie in the riddle as well. Yeah. And then I think, I forget how it happens, but I think Aelin was able to kick Dorian out of the, the magic spiel. And then, yeah, him, her and... Dorian Senior. <laughs> yeah, managed to go through it all. I was so confused. 
through how this all played out, but I just know that she managed to, like, piss off the gods and, like, send them into another dimension, which I don't know how, but she did it. Yeah. And in turn, loses her powers, and she falls through the worlds. Yeah, and I was like, but why does she need to give up her powers? Like, ugh. Yeah, I suppose because she was meant to die in all this. Because oh, that, yeah, that, that was what was owed by Elena. Yeah. But then, yeah, she ends up just giving up her powers. I think I think she tried to bargain with the gods, and then, yeah, she tricked them. Because I know I spoke about it in Empire of Storms. Where are the gods? I know they're in an afterworld, but she was able to trick them into another dimension. So is the afterworld, like, I don't know if it's, like, a parallel, like, universe or, like, a parallel kind of dimension, and, like, they can just, like, go wherever they want? Because, like, it seems like it doesn't matter if you're dead or alive. Because you'd still be alive in a way. Yeah. Like I just don't understand that. But yes, the coolest part of this whole thing was like Aelin falling through all the worlds, and it ties into Akatar because it is confirmed that she encounters a Fae male with wings and a pregnant Fae as well, Fae woman, and they help slow her down as she's falling. Yes. And it is confirmed to be two characters, which I may as well not say in case you listen to this Read and not this first. And, yeah, and not read Akatar. Yeah, it basically opens the multiverse. Pretty much, yeah. The Sarah J. Mass multiverse extravaganza. Yeah. But yeah, so you were gonna. I remember when I first finished Akatar, um, the the most recent book. You said there is a to keep an eye on, like a symbol. Oh, actually, should we talk about it? If it's like, I suppose if you haven't a read, if you just said, hang on, hang on. No, if, no, because people might read this first. Um. Something about like a. Are we red... talking about that character that says that thing about a red star or something? In a book, a character says, "Oh, there was like that red shooting star. Like it means it's a bad omen." But I think that was just Aelin falling because she was like in her flames. I assume. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that could that could be it. And like obviously, other two characters who were then involved could have been just watching it. But yeah, Aelin falling through the worlds. That was insane. Still don't understand why all of a sudden now all the different worlds and portals kind of became relevant again. All of a sudden. But yeah, that was a very cool moment. As we mentioned earlier, Gabriel died, but that isn't the only death that seemed to occur. The infamous 13. Manon's 13. But like, I didn't have a really an emotional reaction to this, apart from like Astrin. Yes. Because I was like, oh, well, they're mentioned, but they're never really explored as characters. No, they're just as like a group entity. Yeah, and I never get like any backstory for them. So, and then as soon as they mention like that surge thing, it's like, okay, well, they're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, because Manon explains witches have this thing called a yielding, which is pretty much a kamikaze bomb. They just release all their power and it's a giant explosion. So 13 of them surround, yeah, like a witch tower that's about to destroy, I think it's an anil or an oranth. Anal. Anal. (laughs) I know, I want to say anal. Anil or something like that. And yeah, so they managed to sacrifice themselves and destroy it. I remember when I was... I think reading maybe even the first book or Crown of Midnight and like, you know, I'd scroll through TikTok and I'd get like thrown a glass related things and nothing clicked because I wasn't smart enough to figure anything out yet. But there was also a lot of mentions of like 13, 13, 13. So I thought a character, a singular character must be named 13. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then I saw a thing about like, I saw an art, like artwork and it was the 13 and they had like drawn them all. And I was like, oh, characters. And then, yeah, no. <laughs> but yes, honourable sacrifices. Yeah, and yeah, we didn't know much about them. Like, I wouldn't mind a little novella about, like, 
13 escapades either, you know, that'd be pretty cool. I suppose as part of the whole witch history, maybe. There's only a few names, and I think Manon might mention them all in this book at some point, because Dorian interacts with a few of them. I feel like you're six books in, it's not enough to kind yeah. of develop feels for. Um, but other than yeah. that, no one else dies, which is surprising. And even, like, Astrid, like... Like, I felt a bit bad that she died, but I really hadn't, like, spent a lot of time with her, so... Yeah, she's a bit of a frisky, insubordinate one, because you have second, third, second, third, fourth. Mm. <laughs> you're going to get executed, then you're second again. Yeah. But yeah, that was all... Yeah, it was it was sad, but, like, something big needed to happen. I feel like now, yeah, we can talk about, like, the separate battles. There's, like, a few kind of major battles throughout the book. Yeah. Hale's hometown territory, which, yeah, I can't help but call it anal, but I know it's Anel or something like, something similar. Yeah, and we meet his father again, which is pretty nice, and he's obviously, like, happy that Kale has a wife, but not happy that she's just a healer, you know. He has very high expectations for his son. Yeah, the battle there, there was a moment where I think Morath's army, like, destroyed a dam, which, and then that just called, caused a whole lot of kerfuffle. Yeah, why would you have a dam on top of a hill? Like, I didn't even realise there was a dam there until, like, it was mentioned that, yeah, the the army was secretly flanking to get to the dam. Mm. Yeah, and that whole situation, it was hard for me to visualise because, yeah, I just wasn't expecting there to be a dam. And, of course, Lorcan, being sad and mopey that he is, he decided he wants to kind of die. So he's just, like, he lets his shield down and he's allows himself to be, like, slashed upon and all that. And of course, Elite has to save him because they love each other and... Again, 19-year-old women saving 500-year-old man in epic battle! And this man is the reason why your queen is tortured and upset and traumatised, like... Good riddance if he dies, I don't get it. But yeah, anyway, she saves him. They ended up end up making up and they do the do, which, as you do when you um are injured, you just you have enough energy for the sexy time. I mean, hey, what a trope. Adrenaline. <laughs> the adrenaline, yeah, for sure. Um, I was kind of rooting for him to die, <laughs> but um, I know I was like, if someone from the cadre had to die, Lorcan. But then I felt bad for a lead. Then I thought like maybe a lead and Fenris could end up together or something. Like, you know what? Know. Right, I ship it. The thought, <laughs> great. Yeah, Elide deserves love, Lorcan does not. And then they have a bit of, like, banter about, oh, how he he could be, like, the lord of Perinth, Perinth, is it? Perinth, yeah. Perinth or whatever, and, like, yeah, he'd be, like, Lorcan Locan, which is pretty cringe. <laughs> but, yeah, so ultimately he has Elide's forgiveness, but he doesn't have my forgiveness, so it doesn't count. And then there's, like, the final battle, the big battle in Orinth. Orinth? Orinth? I, Orinth. I just can't pronounce these names. Like, I know how to pronounce them, but my brain makes them say the opposite. <laughs> so, final battle, I guess. Aelin still hasn't really used any of her powers up to this point. I guess because, I mean, she, I mean, she, yeah, she just lost her powers. Or do we want to talk about the reunion, the Kale and that reunion real quick? No, because I don't give a fuck about Kale. No, we okay. should. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was just so lovely. Leave <laughs> that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was just so lovely seeing them all together, you know, Kale really matured. Every like everyone gets along with his wife. He has such a beautiful wife. Irene is such a lovely person and she has Irene, such cool yeah. powers. And I think that's what Kale needed. Yeah. He didn't need a fiery assassin. He needed a a, a quiet, docile little wifey. Gentle soul. But who obviously yes saves saves lives. Ha, ha, what a parallel. She saves lives and Aelin kills, you know, the the different extremities of potential wives he could have had. And yeah, obviously at this point we also learn that Irene's healing powers, that she can actually heal Valg 
possess the folk without them dying, which is cool. Yeah. Which makes me think, like, I know magic had been dispelled for, like, ten years, but, like, surely there would have been word, like, something no, was wrong. But it wrong. was only magic in, Aril- in um, Aurelia? Do I have a map? Yeah, so they still had... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like... Surely there would have been like, oh, like surely there would have been rumors or word spread that oh, magic is is um kind of iffy over in Aurelia. Something must be up. Yeah. Because they would have been able to help. Or you know, they wouldn't have actually been able to help because once they stepped in Aurelia, they would have wouldn't have been able to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like why didn't they reach out to them earlier? True. But of course, yeah, magic was dispelled. I've just answered my own question, but that's what I do. (laughs) That's what I do. But yes, very cute reunion. Everyone loves Irene. She's fantastic. Kale's father does not, but we don't care. So yeah, fantastic reunion. At some point, yeah, Dorian returns to Marath with all the keys. And this is obviously before Aelin forges the lock and all that stuff. But, you know, Mm. Kale and Dorian reunited together. Like, the two brothers, they love each other. It's fantastic. They deserve it. It's nice seeing Kale walking again, being up and about. And he's actually, like, battle-ready. Like, he's ready to be, like, a, a general and a commander, which is great. Not that little boy who um, felt guilty of ki- with killing Kane back in book one. Mm. This young boy is a soldier. Oh, look, you're actually going to do your job now. Yeah. <laughs> and we are not going to hold it against you. Okay, final battle. It was essentially going to be Erwin, Maeve v. Aelin. But then she manages to split them up. I think as Erwin realises, amongst all of Aelin's talking and bullshittery, that Torres says may, or whatever it is, healers are Torres here. Torres <laughs> The healers are here, and he is very threatened by it, so he goes to try and hunt her and kill her. Shout out to Irene, who's doing this while pregnant, like, <laughs> Feyre can yeah. never. Does Kale know yet? Yeah, yeah Kale, Kale knows. He's all like, please don't do it, please stay out of it, but she's like, no, yeah. and we love that. Yeah. Reese could never. Reese could <laughs> yeah. never send his pregnant wife into a battle. No, but Kale can. <laughs> Shows you what type of man he is. <laughs> so now it's just Maeve versus Aelin, but then Aelin has also Rowan there as well, and I think maybe even the cadre. I feel like the, some of them are there as well. And then there's, yeah, Dorian, I think, Lysandra? Because, yeah, Irene's there and Dorian's there, and I think someone else is there too. Or maybe, no, Manon probably dropped Dorian off. So we'll talk about that first, because I know you're disappointed that Irene technically got the final kill on Erwin. I'm going to sound whiny, but it's because I just haven't read Tower of Dawn, and I know people are going to bring that up, probably, but like, but like, yeah, kind of, why did it have to be her? I wish she had, like, incapacitated him, and then Aelin got the final. Like, she could have, like, beheaded him or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel that Irene got the kill, but yeah, I was hoping it would be like Dorian or mate or uh, Aelin or even like someone else because I feel like, yeah, Erwin hasn't really been Rowan. Irene's. Oh, even Rowan, yeah, he could have killed him because I feel like Erwin has not entirely been Irene's like evil entity that she has yeah, to like, she has so faced. They, yeah, again, I guess, the, yeah, this is going to your point from earlier. Like, yeah, it's been, what, 10 years? Of no magic and stuff. like, And surely, yeah, they would have heard something and they've sent no assistance this whole time and then suddenly they're like, oh, let's just take out your whole big bad for you. Yeah. Because I feel like Dorian could have probably, yeah, taken him on with his raw magic. Yeah. But, but yeah, kind of glad that he didn't do it on his own. At the end of the day, I'm also glad that it was kind of a real group effort because, yeah, against Maeve, it was Aelin, Fenris, Rowan, and Lorcan. And it was also, like, 
Maeve's old yeah, Blood Oath servants against her as well. It's probably going to be yeah. a bit cathartic for them because her Blood Oaths are nasty. And I don't think everyone yet lasted that long. Like, Irene just kind of used her magic, like, held him or whatever. He just burned from the inside. Actually, I yeah. think I think Dorian traps him with a word mark as well, so... And then also, yeah, if the point, like, I don't know if the point was to kill him and then just ended up killing him, or, like, if she was trying to heal, like... Yeah. The body, or... I think because it was his true form, like, the healing, yeah. it, there would be no other body to go back to, so it just ultimately destroyed him. I thought it could have been, like, an a la Voldemort situation. Ah, but apparently not. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, so let's move on to Ma- the battle with Maeve. Maeve, actually, she yeah, she's so powerful because she's able to kind of incapacitate Rowan, Fenris, and Lorcan through, yeah. like, visions and stuff. And, like, why couldn't Erwin have done that to, like, Dorian and Irene? Because, like, yeah, the build-up that these two people are so powerful, but, like, we, we know now Maeve is so fucking powerful. But Erwin just seems to, like, he just makes collars and creatures. Like, he doesn't seem to have, like, a bigger power. And he gets tricked into being trapped by a word mark. Like, I feel like he's smarter than that. He's been smart this entire time. Like, why is he now dumb? Mm. But, like, so many situations where they get trapped by word marks. Like, the Valg and Dorian's body. Yeah, I suppose no one expects it. Because it hasn't yeah. been as significant as we thought. I guess it's like be. an ancient power. Yeah, Irene and Dorian link their powers as well. So I think you were right in that Dorian's raw magic can pretty much kind of link and synergize with any anyone that has magic. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, Maeve incapacitating the cadre, which yeah is so OP. And then I think Aelin's manage manages to snap them out of it through a, a, like blasts of her power, very little power that she has left. And then at some point she also opens a portal. And a bunch of fae folk from, like, wolf, a wolf tribe walks out. It's like, where have these portals been this entire time? Because mm. there's also a history, like, I think Maeve has a history with these particular fae. And this is also one of those off-screen things, because I remember a sentence, it was like, the these people came through the portal in which Rowan and Aelin went through, like, two days prior or something like that to sus. Yeah. So, so like, it would have been cool if we got to, like, Maybe had a fade to black Aelin and Rowan walk into a portal. Don't know what for. So, yeah, they come in, which is cool. Mainly just to take care of some, like, of Maeve's evil spiders. Like, wasn't that big of a deal. Like, they didn't do too much. Fenris actually gets the final kill on Maeve, from what I'm reading. Rowan and Aelin distract her. I think they also link their powers as well at this point. Again, why do all these people get the final killing blow and not our heroes? And then, yeah, Fenris stabs her in the heart with Goldrin. And then I think Aelin puts on a ring that removes the, the, the ring that kind of removes the Valg or whatever. And then, yeah, I think Aelin herself beheads her. So it was a team effort. So I think she actually did get the final kill, now that I say that. I mean, long battles. I don't th- I think after the long battle, though. I mean, yeah, this whole yeah. book has just been skirmishes left, right, battle and center. After battle, yeah. I think, I don't think their kills were easy. I think they were brought down easy. Right, yeah. But there were many a battle. Which was good, because I'd rather have a few skirmishes, and then I suppose an easy kill, as opposed to hardly any skirmishes and an easy kill. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather, yeah, because there are also the stakes as well, because, like, having more skirmishes means that our characters are tired and exhausted, and they're vulnerable. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just glad they're dead, and the story is pretty much concluded. And of course, we can't conclude the story without a couple of weddings. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, and like Lysandra and Adian, they end up like falling in love. They make up. And, are they, they mates? Up? Are they mates? No, I suggest that, but I don't think they are. Just to clarify, are Lorcan and Illid mates? I mean, shit, maybe. Hang on, I don't think so. I think it, we would have found out if they were. And also, while this is happening, like Rowan told his cousin that she can have like. So Dornel. it says, sorry, on the Throne of Glass wiki, spouse, a lead, Loken, wife slash mate. But I wonder if it's just like a fan thing. If that's just it. Because anyone oh, can... Oh, Adian and Lysandra fan fiction. Adian <laughs> <laughs> uh, just doesn't deserve forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to go back to that. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, it says the same for Adian, Lysandra, wife slash mate. But it might just be, yeah, like a term of endearment. Maybe it's just something that the fans just want. I don't want Lorcan and Illy to be mates. Lorcan can get stuffed. Adian's on very thin ice. <laughs> um, but yes, the end of the book, you know, I think we have Elid and Lorcan's wedding. And I think Adian and Lysandra plan to marry. It sucks that we get to see Elid and Lorcan's wedding and not bloody Aelin and Rowan's. Like, it's a bit of a punch in the gut. Yeah, pretty much Aelin is, you know, has a bit of a coronation and Rowan is king, king consort, queen consort, king consort, queen consort, I don't even know. Like, Aelin has so many titles. She's like queen of the little folk, queen of Terrison, queen of Wendland or something like that. Like, she is queen of everything, essentially. And then Manon and the witches fly back to the wastes because apparently, like, with all the witches united and all that type of stuff, like, the wastes are cured of whatever curse it was. I gotta say, Ansel of Briarcliff and all those other, like, armies, MVPs, but yeah, like, that's it. We ended on a on a good note for Aelin and Rowan. It's fantastic. I had to read on the last page, the last pages, when she wakes up. Well, you think, I'm just gonna rabble on for a second. But yeah, ultimately, the word keys and word gates, kind of, like, a bit of a letdown hardly used I thought that was going to be greater than it was happy that it's a happy ending as I said earlier like I feel like we're in a post Game of Thrones sort of era and where we expect main characters to die all the time but I'm also happy that everyone gets a happy ending except for Lorcan I hate the fact that he has a happy ending yeah the whole forging of the lock and the lock situation and the mirrors and the Elena Gavin backstory and Elena Oh yeah, when they're talking about sorry, the 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 fire, the the flower, the flower. Thing. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. I know what you're on about. I just closed the. Top. Yeah. Like King's Bloom or something. The King's Flame. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I had to read that page so many times. I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, I'm like, "What is the significance of this thing?" But I, I then remember. Yeah. I think it's like Brennan's flower. It blossomed when he was ruler, and then it just disappeared when he disappeared or died or whatever the hell happened. But again, a lots of little intricate details that we ex- kind of are expected to remember that are then brought up later. Alrighty, phew. That's the series. I think we got through everything what we wanted to discuss. Lay all our feelings bare in this podcast. Yes, it's a big, it was a big one. There's lots. Yeah, we may have missed there. something, but like, I think we talked about the important stuff. Yeah, I guess final thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie. I know we kind of already, but after discussing everything... This was, a, I think, a, yeah, like I said at the start, it's a good way to end. I would have liked to maybe, like, a bit of a epilogue, a bit of a, a la, I don't know, 10 years, 5 years, a 5-year jump. I think a 5-year jump would have been good. Just to see, like, Dorian and Manon, like, in Rifthold, and then um, Kale's child, and then maybe a Rowan and Aelin pregnancy. Maybe we'll eventually get it, but 
actually maybe a bit more time than five years because yeah, Sarah Demas likes the pregnancies almost straight away once they're established as couples. Yeah, and then yeah, especially I guess if you're immortal. Yeah, like they have all the time in the world for children, and it would be nice if there was like a yeah five maybe a five year catch up between Dorian, Kale, and yeah Aelin, just like have a lunch together or something. Or is that too fan fiction of an idea? I don't know. Uh-huh. It'd be good. Ultimately, yeah kind of disappointed that uh, Irene got the final kill, even though you had to have read the book of Tower of Dawn in order to her significance. Yeah, I feel like it makes it seem that Tower of Dawn is like like a critical book that you have to read. Just for fun, favourite characters. Mm, Lorcan. (laughs) (laughs) We are not friends anymore. (laughs) Podcast over. Exactly. Um, No. Uh, Rowan. Rowan always. Rowan. He's just like, he's a man written by a woman. He is. <laughs> we love to see it. He is, you know, sensitive. Even though, even though he was a real freaking hard ass in Era Fire, which annoyed me, but like, yeah. He loves Aelin. He'll do whatever he wants. To whatever end. <laughs> to whatever end, yes. Also, just quickly, I just forgot, but like, this is kind of significant and a sweet moment. Aelin giving um, Gabriel a blood oath, even though he, he died. It was cute. Oh yeah, even though he was dead. I thought he was going to kind of come back to life, <laughs> but then I remembered Yeah, she, I was she... like, oh my god. But then, I reckon if she had powers, he could have come back to life. Yeah. So my favourite character, yeah, Lissandra, she's just been a beast from the get-go, literally, because yeah. of her shape-shifting forms. But also, it, my favourite character is interchangeable between Aelin, Lissandra, and, and Manon. Or Manon, yeah. depending on how you say it. Manon. <laughs> but out of the boys, yeah, definitely Rowan. Fenris really earned my respect in this. I understand now why people love him. Because I know in, like, Air of Fire a little bit, and even in Empire of Storms, people, like, grasp grasp onto him. Like, oh, Fenris is, is like, a baby. Like, we must protect him at all costs. It's like, no, he's a 500-year-old man. It's funny how all these characters that have hardly any screen time are the ones that are most loved. (laughs) Why is that? Is that just a phenomenon? Is it just (laughs) because we don't know anything about them, so we can't be disappointed yet? Is that it? Um, yep, and as always, Lorcan can go to hell. Um, <laughs> I don't care that Elite forgives him. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad like Lysandra has found love as well because living life as a courtesan, like it would wouldn't have been hard for her. It would have been yeah. hard for her, and glad that she can settle in a life of ladyship and peace, and she can you know teach a new generation of of badass shifters, hopefully. But yeah, I guess. Yes, that's it. It's a series. It's the first series we're ending. We're talking done. about. Yeah, maybe one day we can have like a little look back and see if like any theories pop up. Oh, yeah. I guess we can't have any theories because like the series is is dead. We don't know it's done though. Could you imagine like everyone thinks Sarah J Mass is writing the next Crescent City, but she's actually writing like a sequel to Third Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kingdom of Ash, done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a pun. I'm disappointed you didn't get it. That was a long ride. What was that? Six books? Six books, and like two of them were at least. We still have to do. Are we doing like a mini Assassin's Blade? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do Assassin's Blade. But in terms of main story, like it's technically a prequel, isn't it? Technically. Yeah. So, main series is done, and then we'll move on to Assassin's Blade. So, yeah, six books, only about 10 weeks. With technical difficulties, rescheduling. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, but we get there in the end. 
Yes. Just like Aelin going back to Terrison, she gets there in the end. In the end. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, leadbox underscore book underscore club. Leave some opinions. If you agree, if you're a number one Lorcan hater like me, feel free to comment. Let's <laughs> let's unite and join forces. No, I see so many people on TikTok saying, I love Lorcan. Lorcan's my favourite character. It's like, no. <laughs> Stop this madness. Any- anyway, but yeah, g- share us your opinions. We're also on YouTube if you find like commenting and discussing there easier. We're there as well. And of course on Spotify. We're everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.